We love, baby. <laughs> to another episode of Say Less with the Culture. Uh, we got three of the four hosts today. Uh, Shane's not here. I uh, had to deal with some things. I uh, don't know what it is. We'll figure that out next week. Um, we got Nate here. We got Charles here and myself, Pache. Um, we got another special guest. Special guest on with us. Mike, how you doing, big dog? What's up, homie? <laughs> good, good. Real quick, I'm going to check in with everybody and just see uh, how everybody's doing. I'll start with you, Nate, because I'll see you first. I'm um, good, man. Same old shit. Just, you know, work, sleep, mm-hmm. try to come up with new shit. Um, nothing really new, man. Just just staying out of trouble, staying safe. It's been raining a lot here, so it's kind of uh, messed up the vibe a little bit. But yeah, finally, good, yeah I finally able, was able to go out and, and get some photos taken and shit, so. It's just work, work on photos, man. Nothing different. Yeah, I see some of the pictures. Being nice with the lens out there. Trying How about you, like Charles? You, it's not me. It's all you. I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> How are you feeling, uh, Charles? Been, What's um, going on with you? I've been working, you know. Working, actually, I uh, just had a interview for another job. Um, was that? Monday. So, hopefully, that goes way all the year. Moving on up the, the pay scale, you know. <laughs> we work at work, so um, yeah, we're hoping, looking forward to to good news coming soon. Okay, well, hope that comes through soon. And then last but not least, we got you, Mike. How are you feeling? How are you feeling over there? I know you're in North Carolina. How you doing? Yeah, dog. So I'm good. It's uh, it's been relaxing. You know, what I mean, like these last few weeks. So I'm very blessed. Uh, moving in the middle of a pandemic was pretty smooth for the most part. So just, you know, very thankful, very blessed. Um, but it feels different because North Carolina is my, I think it's my fifth state in like six years. So it's like kind of just been all over the place, but it feels right being here. So I feel like, you know, we made the right choice. Um, and yeah, man, just been taking, I ain't been working for about two and a half months. So I just been cooling. <laughs> cool. Enjoying relaxing. Exactly. Uh, no, nah, I feel you. I've been up to Raleigh. I'm North. Actually, when Nate lived up there, it's a nice little mm-hmm. city. Um, yeah. I wanted to get up to Charlotte so bad. So, But I've been up there. It's nice. Right. Let me know what you do because I told, I told Leah, I was like, since the pro teams are out, out in Charlotte, we would make a weekend trip. So if you have a plan on it, let me know. Yeah, that's definitely one of the cities I'm trying to hit again yeah. for sure. So. Yeah, I, I love oh. Raleigh. I, I mm-hmm. wish I could have enjoyed the city a little bit more, but it's a great place. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. All right, I want to jump right into on oh, me. I'm me nothing. I got nothing going on. I'm just working, trying to stay wholesome. Trying uh, to stay, try, you know, that means you're not reading, staying wholesome. Reading my Bible. You're trying I'm to read stay. my Bible. Yeah, but you said trying to I'm stay reading wholesome, my Bible, which means you're not wholesome. You want to tell us what yeah, you're not wholesome about? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. 
I misspoke. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm reading my Bible every night. You know, spreading the word of the Lord. Spread. Uh, going to work. Spreading the gospel. <laughs> now nah, I'm, I'm honestly chilling, man. I'm just gearing up. I gotta go home for a wedding next month, um, and then to DC for Nate's birthday. But other than that, it's been chill. So. Chill. And the Delta variant yeah. doesn't stop us from. From it. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of yeah, facts, speaking of Delta variant rolling out it was this past weekend here in great state of Florida. I hate this state. Can't wait to move. <laughs> Cannot wait to move. Cannot wait to move. Um, surprisingly, I, I felt like I had knew a whole bunch of people who went down there um, mm-hmm. who started feeling sick. Um, I don't know if that's just before from, they you know, got being there. Around somebody. Not like during the whole oh, during the whole show. Oh, damn, they yeah, got it yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, y'all went down there. It's a super spreader down there. Right. <laughs> What's his face? Mark actually hit me up. He's like, are you coming down for my birthday? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no. I don't know what Mark was like. It's like, no. There's COVID. There's millions. There's thousands of y'all over there. I'm good. The mosh pits nice. look crazy. Um, look lit. But surprisingly, but there's like, no. Yeah. It's not worth time. it. It's not worth yeah, the trip. It sucks, though. Yeah, but the good thing was there was like no crazy fights. At least didn't hear about any crazy fights. Yeah, I know you wanted to talk about. Go ahead. Sorry. I was saying there wasn't any shootings or anything like that. Usually these things bring a lot of violence, but yeah. this time around it was it was good. It was calm. So that, thank God. Um, yeah, facts. But yeah, I mean, with the super spreader thing, man. Th- at any t- point in time where shit just is, is with that many people, it's going to get a little crazy and like just it feels mm-hmm. uncomfortable watching it. Like even when I'm in Florida and it's just like a few people at a place, it's just you feel the like you feel a little bit anxious, you know, like, damn, mm-hmm. am I supposed to be around this many people? Um, hey, we got a super spare event coming up. I know. I, well, part of me feels like they're going to cancel it. So we're supposed to go to Philly for Made in America. Ah. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And a part of me feels like they're going to cancel it. That would be so <laughs> shitty. Especially after what's it called? Dreamville being canceled uh, yeah. last year. Yeah. Boy. I, that, I mean, here's my, here's my thing. Like, for y'all, like, would you have gone if you had, like, VIP tickets or something like that? Or is it still one of those things that's like, it's not even worth stepping in the vicinity of it? If I was living by myself at that time, I probably would have gone. If you was by yourself? Mm-hmm. But I was living with my father at the time, taking care of him, so. Okay, that's a special situation, but and honestly, it was just me now knowing all that I know about, actually, never mind, I don't know. I'm going to get myself canceled. Uh, <laughs> I would have <laughs> gone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gone. Yeah, I feel it, I feel it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have gone, um, cause, cause honestly, when Dreamville was about to get canceled, the city of Raleigh met and they voted and they were like, "Nah, we're good. Like, we're gonna keep going with this." And so at that time, I was like, "Yeah, fuck the fuck the coronavirus. Like, we out here, we outside." And then shit got a little bit more crazy, and then the city yeah. of Raleigh was like, "Nah, we don't want the liability." So that's facts. In the beginning, I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll write it out." Like this is just a common flu. And then the more information that I got on it, like I felt like, "Nah, it's very irresponsible," and likely you got canceled. But I don't know, man. Like with the Delta yeah, variant, and how taking trips and whatnot, y'all making little whole trips. 
to, to Arizona and and to wherever y'all went. Yeah, to put us on blast like that. Maybe we <laughs> talked about it last year. You know, you could have just like not like not in the context of this conversation. Yeah, oh my fault. Right? I forgot. You got exposed. This nigga just exposing us. Those breaking news. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know man we'll see i i really am a part of me is really hoping and wishing that you know this damn thing gets canceled so i could just do it next year when it's a little bit safer because the delta variant is dangerous bro like one of my coworkers is from india and he went back home when shit got a little bit you know simpler um and then when he went back home to India and then came back, like he brought back the Delta variant. Stop playing. Yeah. And he he was vaccinated, but I think his wife was not, or his wife was vaccinated. Ah. He's not one of them is not vaccinated, but whoever it is is going through it. Cause he hasn't he hasn't been to work in like a month. And like they're oh, just like down. Like the family's going through it. Like he'll return whenever everything's okay. So you know that shit is not for play play like it's yeah that's, it's a that's, lot that's, but you know we'll see we'll see we'll see how it plays i want another lockdown i want another stimmy stimmy <laughs> uh, bank account could use a stimmy everybody wants that stimmy oh that's funny <laughs> so before we stray away from the uh, rolling loud i know you wanted to talk about the baby in his comments charles the baby the baby he just can't stay out of trouble it's like every yeah, other week, he's in the headline. You want to speak to uh, yeah, what someone? Tell us what happened. Oh, you want to? Um, yes. For uh, for those who do not know, the baby is back in the headlines again for controversial comments he made out of the blue during his set. Actually, I don't know if it was out of the blue. I didn't see the whole set. I don't know what the context was beforehand, but there was um, no context. Yeah, I wish I had the, the quote, uh, but there was no I'll context. paraphrase. Uh, basically. He, he said, uh, uh, everyone put your cell phone lighters up, whatever that is, uh, up in the air. Uh, if you ain't got HIV or AIDS or any of those deadly uh, STDs that you're going to die in two weeks with. Um, also, ladies, if your pussy smells like water, put your <laughs> cell phone lighters up. I mean, sure, go ahead. Um, and also, fellas, if you ain't out in the parking lot sucking dick, put your lighters up in there. So... I mean, like he said, there's no context to that. I don't know why he felt the need to to just dismiss anybody who has HIV or AIDS or anyone who happens to be gay just out of the blue like that. Yeah, that was that was random. I got some Please text messages from from girls who were down there who were big fans of him. They were like completely disgusted after hearing that. They're like, "Yeah, when we heard that, we left." I was like. Are you surprised after all the news that he's caused, being in the news and all the controversial things he says? Again, there was no context. There was no reason for him to say it. I mean, it's just weird to just say that out of, out of the out of the blue too. I, like I don't know what happened. happened. Something <laughs> had, to, had to happen down there, and he just like felt the need to say that. But even then, you still don't say that. You're a public figure. You gotta watch what you say. Um, and then he gave some half-ass. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. He gave some half-ass apology. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this man's funny. But after he doubled, he actually doubled down on it. Yeah, he doubled down yeah. initially. And then <laughs> yeah. he was like, oh shit, my bad, y'all. Like, yeah. y'all stay safe. <laughs> yo, you're tweaking right now. We're like, <laughs> not to tell you. Like, this, this is a bad take. You shouldn't say that. 
and then was like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 like for all the all the LGBTQ, like y'all, y'all don't even trip. Like this wasn't even about y'all. <laughs> he just completely dismissed an entire group of people because mm-hmm. they were upset at him targeting them. I, listen, I don't. I was texting this in one of my group chats that I'm in with Pache, and I was saying that. Oh, I am super glad that the You're musicians that I love. What'd you say? Yeah, I, I didn't know we had separate group chats. That's the first. Hey, man, that's, hey, but, hey, that's cool. Go ahead. This is the Florida it's, group it's, chat. It's, it's the Florida it's group, group chat. Hey, hey, I'm even chat. tripping. Like, what? <laughs> hey, man, go ahead. <laughs> You're tripping? Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I just, it's, I, I would like to be, but like, I mean, come on, come on. Okay, come on. Um, <laughs> but I was saying that um, I'm super glad that like the musicians that I love are not extremely problematic. Because imagine like someone just like sending you this clip and be like, your boy's wilding again. Like, and it's not the oh, first imagine time. That, that, imagine being a Kanye fan. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I was, I was just yeah. about to, I was just about to relate <laughs> it to you. Like, <laughs> What is life like? Because I'm of here Kanye, for the music. I, I cannot defend that man. I'm just here for the music. I'm hoping to do. Yeah, the baby is an immature guy who just made a bunch of money, and because he has money, he thinks he can say some a bunch of shit. That's just rich people behavior. Because they think they make a little bit of money, they could just say whatever they want, and he more than likely will get away with it. Like in a couple months, everyone's gonna forget about. Yeah, everyone's gonna forget about him. And he's gonna play more music, and he's gonna. I hire more people to play the flute on the beat, and we're all gonna forget that this happened. It's, it's just what it Was is. Was that him that put up that song that's just straight flute? Yes. I, I don't know. What, I don't travel. What it is. I'm not really hip to, to baby music anymore, but me neither. I heard it come on a uh, rap radar, and it's just damn. There's a lot of flute going on here. I'm just like trying to say, I'm so excited. But, I mean, I was um, trying to comment on top of that of his. I like, okay. and I think I like two songs. And, and and one verse. It's like Shug and then the intro on his album Kirk and then um the verse on um Under the Sun. That's literally the extent of the baby's music that I've consumed in my entire life. So I mean, yeah, he could be the leader. I mean, all basically the same song. Yeah. And um if you've heard one I don't I wonder how how much longer he has, honestly, that he can keep keep that up. Not long. Only real music. I mean, but it's been like last. a few years already at this point. Yeah, we were in the pandemic. That doesn't count. <laughs> That's crazy. We're still okay, but on top, of, <laughs> on top of what the baby said, T.I. defended him and said, Man, uh, I mean, no, Lil Nas X no. could have <laughs> do what he's doing. The baby can be doing what he's doing. Listen, like, I don't. Clifford. T.I. <laughs> slash Tip <laughs> Harris has a lot of issues. Okay. Clifford should be well, focusing. Well, he should be focusing on his on his <laughs> verses with the fucking state of Georgia with all the shit that he has to do. Oh, that's great! I saw that yeah. tweet too, Nate. Yeah, yeah so great. I know I'm quoting a tweet. I'm not, I didn't come up with that one, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know, man. It's just this this guy's facing sexual. What's what, what is it? Sex trafficking, uh, tech sex mm-hmm. trafficking. Yeah, no one really talked about that. Anymore. Charges and like he has the confidence and the, and the gall and the audacity and the nerve to talk about this. Like, bro, focus on that shit that you got to deal with in a couple of months. Like, mm. this is none of your business. Mm. 
There was they, no reason. They say people shouldn't throw stones in glass houses for a reason. So I'm like, exactly. I don't know why you would even open up your mouth. Open your mouth. Now we're bringing more attention like, to your business. Yeah. Um, him, him, boot. Anytime Boozy agrees with you on anything, you need to like, disappear. <laughs> <laughs> like if you say something and Boozy's like, "Yo, he's right," change your this apologize immediately. You know, get off the internet. Like it's just not. It's never good news, and it looks like Boozy also agrees with both of them. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really even have much to say about this other than the fact that I'm not, I'm not particularly surprised or disappointed. Really, it's just like. <laughs> These guys are fucking idiots. Yeah. You know? I think they're like beyond cancel culture. I think cancel culture actually might be overworked for a lot of people. Not for everybody, but for a lot of people. Like, I don't think people forget ever, so fast. I don't think it was ever a thing. Um, well, Matt Lauer. Is he canceled? <laughs> I, haven't seen him. I haven't seen him in... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's probably employed by someone right now, he's just not on TV. Like, I'm trying to think, that was, I don't know what else the first example I had. But. The guy who uh was yeah. masturbating on uh on 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 Zoom with his co oh. what's his name? Um, oh, that like politician? No, no, this was a guy who used to work at a New Yorker, and he was he he thought he claimed oh, he thought he, the call okay. had ended. So mm-hmm. he just I think we're talking about get... the same person. I just don't know who who he is. I forgot what his name is, but anyway, he got fired from the New Yorker, and he's oh, like, okay, yep. he's writing like shit for this for CNN on the low, like mm-hmm. no, no one. He's, really he's employed canceled. again, yeah, and they brought him back on to explain what happened. Mm-hmm. I saw this clip, yeah, that's yeah, like, So no one, really, really, but, yeah. yeah, I agree. Cancel culture is not really. I think I think people forget <clears throat> almost immediately unless you're R. Kelly, and even with R. Kelly, like people are um, still playing "Step in the Name of Love." Funny thing, I was in Chicago a couple weeks people ago. People are that is crazy. Yeah, people are. People, Charles, I don't know I, who these people are. But <laughs> your tone's not giving me a lot of confidence. Right now. <laughs> Happy people are the great I, tone, but they should not listen to them. I play it. Oh, Chicago, Chicago doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> I was in Chicago and they were, they were playing. There was a guy who was across the train tracks and he was playing Step in the Name of Love. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, that's great. You know, mm-hmm. shout out to you. Again, I never really grew up with Step in the Name of Love, so I don't have the same affinity for it as you guys do. But, you know, uh, shout out to Robert, you know. I wish him the worst. <laughs> I wish him the worst at, at, at his trial. You know. Oh, I hope he... dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just say that. Next topic. Yeah, I'm dumb. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm dumb. Uh, yes. What else? We got the Olympics going. Um, a whole bunch is happening in the Olympics. We'll get to the juicy stuff. Um, team USA, the men's basketball team sucks. Um, KD's too worried. Oh, Shane they won against us. Iran. They won against Iran. Is Shane joining us? Yeah, Shane's joining us. Oh, hey. yeah, he's late. Oh, Kicking him out. Shane, Shane, you're here for the juiciest part. We're here for the sports segment Good. now. So now you get to jump in. Uh, quick question, right quick, Perfect, quick yeah. question, Shane. Have you ever, uh, have you seen Black Widow yet? No. Oh, man. Well, um, I saw like the drama dad. today. 
you saw oh yeah the drama yeah well, we could we could talk about that later but um the the character oh, that David Harbour plays is called the Red Guardian oh, and every God. single time just I just like him it just looks like him <laughs> yeah the beard like <laughs> So I'm gonna change your name in my phone to Red Guardian. <laughs> Carry on, Parse. <laughs> but yeah, I'm saying we're at, we're at the, we're at the Olympics at this point. Um, I was talking about Team USA. Um, playing like trash. Katie's too busy worried about what people are tweeting on Twitter. Um, talking about Kyrie needs a better team uh, instead of winning games. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna win this year. I mean, me and James have already talked about this. Um, there's been a few people who have won on the Olympic side. I know there's some swimmers. I don't know all of their names. Katie Ledecky um, has won. Um, what's her name? Won today. Suni Lee won today. Uh, yeah, Suni Lee. Gymnastics team won second place. Um, those are the names that I can remember. I mean, we all care about the Olympics for basketball, swimming, and Gymnastics and then so- uh, and soccer and soccer. Women soccer doesn't really give a fuck about the soccer part. I care the women's soccer. The women's soccer, yes, they do. Well, they, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why Olympic soccer for men is U twenty threes and for women it's it's senior teams. I don't I don't understand why it's different. There's a lot of things about the Olympics that doesn't make sense. I was actually asking my dad yesterday. Uh, like I, yesterday. I, that the soccer one, I don't understand at all. Like why? Like Even I mean, I guess. The, because the, the argument's always that there's other all the other tournaments, but it's like the women play the same tournament schedule. Like they have a women's World Cup, they have a women's G23, Euro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't understand it either. I mean, I was actually wondering why, like, with the countries, like in the World Cup and any other competition except maybe FIBA, it's like, oh, England plays and Scotland plays and Ireland plays and everything, and then in the in the Olympics, it's Great Britain. I don't understand that. I, I don't get why the countries don't get to stand by themselves in the Olympics, but they get to stand by themselves in the World Cup and other things like that. Oh no! So wait, so for like soccer, do they send a Great Britain team? Yep. They're, or do they have it? They don't have yep. an Eng- like. They're yep. not different. It's, it's not different Britain English thing. and. It's a Great Britain team because I was. I didn't watching. even know that. I honestly I didn't like, know that. Yeah, I was watching. I was very confused. Um, and I've been meaning to like maybe research it a little bit and try to figure out exactly what they mean because I don't understand um, why it's like that. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but, but the go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you about to say? Oh, I was gonna say, uh, wait, Jalen sucks has not been drafted yet. No, that's why I don't know if you guys were watching my me react and my face was funny. It was because the Raptors took, um, Scotty, Scotty Barnes, Barnes. He, yeah, what the? No disrespect to Scotty Barnes. It's just that every single thing under the sun said that the Raptors were all in on Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs, yeah. Which makes me think, are they moving this? Or was it just a smoke screen and they really wanted this kid? Like, Sorry. We're like, so that's not what I expected. I know we really are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to the, the Americans who've won Olympic medals. Um I don't think a lot of people really had cared about the Olympics this year like they would as much. I've, I've, yeah. and also I think no, it's time, been harder to get into. I don't know if it's the COVID thing or, it's a time or, or what. And that, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. time difference is brutal, especially like because everything's spoiler, everything's on replay. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really difficult to get, like, actually watch it. And NBC has made it so difficult to watch it because they're using yeah. the Olympics to push Peacock and no one well, has Peacock. So, 
So here's the thing. I do, right? I have. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have Peacock as well. <laughs> no, listen. So, like, I have Peacock, right? Like, it's part of my thing. I get it. It's part of, like, my Comcast, Xfinity yeah. plan or whatever. There ain't shit on there. There ain't shit on there. Like, they hyped it up like I was going to be able to watch, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, the only Olympic basketball I can watch is, is, is USA-related. Like, I can't even fucking go on Peacock and watch, like, Slovenia and Argentina play. Like, those games aren't on there. And it's like, like, first of all, it's it's perfect timing to put shit on. Like the games are live at like two in the morning. Like let me yeah. stream the freaking game on yeah. Peacock if I want to be a wacko and watch basketball all night. Like that's why <laughs> I, I was all hyped the first night it kicked off. I thought I was going to be able to do that. Like the first game was like one a.m. Mountain time, mm-hmm. and like it was like one a.m. three thirty five. Like I was like, oh shit, I'm about to just start binging ball. Couldn't get a single game without like streaming it off like crack streams or some like like dumb shit. It's yeah. like. For what? They've made it very difficult to get to it, and I think that's why people are not interested. I, I saw Giannis tweet about it. He was like, I'm not- <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not paying for it if after pay to watch. But like, yeah, they've made it really difficult to watch, so people yeah. are not getting into the Olympics. That's why. But the discourse online has been good, especially with this um, conversation about Simone, um, mm-hmm. which we have a mental health expert here with us. Um, big dog, big dog. So, big, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up before you even do that. Because uh-huh. I do want to talk about Simone. Um, okay. There is something I do want to know, and this is going to be completely out of the blue because I've thought about this for like years, right? Uh, so the shit that happened, uh, I ain't going to go into full detail about it, but I think maybe Nate knows about it. Um, mm-hmm. Back in Morgantown, we made a dumb decision that cost a lot of people their opportunity at playing college football. Mm-hmm. Um Ultimately, none of our friends lost their life, which I'm happy for. But at the time, I didn't really know Mike like that. I didn't know Mike like that. Um, and you just happen to be in an unfortunate situation, correct? Yeah, of course. Uh, so I never thought about this, and I don't ever think we talked about it. I ended up living with you. Um, I do apologize ah. for my actions. <laughs> no, I do good, apologize. You, yeah, you, you, you was in the clip for like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. But I do have to apologize because I knew you were an athlete at the time. You were a walk-on. Um, no, that cost no. you everything. That cost you everything. Um, and I don't think we ever, like, talked how that mentally affected you. Because mm. um, I know you used to work closely around the team. And I was like, damn, I'm going to play football. I'm, I'm a Big 12. Like, I'm at the highest level. Yeah, um, of course. So could you speak to that before we get to the Simone Biles thing? Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. So, one, I appreciate it. But it's like. You know what I'm saying? It's been years. So it's like, yeah. yeah, at the time, it was by far the hardest I had to go through. But it was like, like that was a turning point to like where I am today, honestly. So mm-hmm. it takes a while for someone who's not in a good place mentally to understand that. But like that moment is what created the last six and a half years, honestly. For me, at that time, like you said, like I was, I was devastated. I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with anxiety. I had trust issues. I had, you know, just like a lot of negative thoughts all at once. And that was like for like a year and a half. And that was just straight pain. So for me, it was one of those situations where it was like, I had like, I had so many different options that I could, that I should have paid attention to, but I was so caught up mentally on 
just being in shock and traumatized over the whole situation that that year and a half, I lost like just so much progress. Like I wasn't doing anything productive, right? So for me, it was just one of those things where I, I went to the counseling center and I spoke to people about it. And that's what like kind of flipped the script for me as a you know human and then obviously as a professional, because it was like, if I'm going through this, I can only imagine what other star athletes or just athletes in general or just people in general, but specifically athletes go through on a daily basis. So for me, it was one of those things where, you know, like I self-isolated, like I didn't want to go out. So the incident that happened, happened downtown. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like almost like four to five months I was in the crib every weekend so I didn't mm-hmm. like the the height of going out didn't appeal to me anymore so mm-hmm. then I was like I was like man I can't do this no more so then I would go out and then we would go out and it just still wasn't the same anymore I was angry when I was out I was hiding a lot of pain and it was like for me it was like people suffer in silence and I understand why they don't speak out. So for me, I had a very unique perspective on the whole mental health side thing. Fast forward to where I'm at now, you know, I just, I'm very fortunate. I graduated with my master's in counseling psychology and I'm just start, or I'm about to start a job as a counselor uh, on Monday. And the biggest thing I've realized is that it's always been an issue, but people have never wanted to take the time to either feel comfortable speaking out or people never given the opportunity to speak out. Can I merge it into Simone now? Yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah go <laughs> for it's it. your show. This is your show. Go off. Go so, so now it's like this whole situation that we all experienced was such a unique thing because like everybody went – everybody went their separate ways because everybody literally just like either left school or they went back home. They went to the crib. So everybody scattered. Right. So for me, it was one of those things where it's like, because that happened, like, you know, that was a major support system. So on top of losing football, the thing I identified a majority of my life with up to that point is now gone. And then the people that I put in all that work with have now left. Right. So now if I was going through depression and anxiety, imagine someone like Simone, who is the greatest gymnast of all time, one of the greatest Olympians of all time. She's a black woman. She, you know, has been a public figure for years now, dominating. And she still has these, you know, negative thoughts. She says, like, mental health related issues. And it's like, that shit doesn't matter. That mental health dis- does not discriminate. So for me, I was smiling seeing all the news, you know, get blown out of proportion. Oh, Simone Biles has withdrew due to mental health issues because it's never happened before because we've never seen it. That's why it's such a big deal. It's not until something severe happens. So like people were saying, if she, you know, did something like self-injured herself before the Olympics, then, oh, yeah, the mental health stuff, yeah, she should definitely get help, blah, 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 blah. But anytime the mental health stuff is preventative, now all of a sudden it's an issue. Now all of a sudden everybody is 
Jesus, we don't know what to do because she took time to realize I'm not in the right state of mind. I can't put myself at risk physically because of the stuff she does. As beautiful as it is, it's dangerous. So if you try to do that stuff and your mind's not focused and something happens, now her career is over. Then, then what? Simone, her backstory is so awesome. That's why I have so much respect for her. But like, she was bullied, terrorized. Like, had grew. I think if I'm not mistaken, she grew up in like foster care system, and that stuff is hard. Yeah. She talks about it, and I actually I retweeted it. I think it was about a month ago because she she broke a story about it. But it was like Simone Biles says, um, you know, air quote, I found a safe space in therapy. And for me, it was just like, anytime an athlete speaks out about mental health stuff, I just get so much more motivated to do what I do because people are just comfortable talking about it. But then the crazy thing is for someone like me, who's a clinically, you know, continually um, being clinically trained, once you say something, it's like a relief for people because people have been holding it in for years. Now, I don't, I can't speak for, excuse me, everybody here, but if you don't mind doing this exercise with me, raise your hand if you have been through a distressing event in your life. We all have. It doesn't really work well with the audience. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all have. And then here's another thing. If, if you're comfortable, raise your hand if that significantly impacted your physical, your mental, or emotional health. Yeah, all of us right. again. All of us <laughs> again. So you know what I mean. So it's it's out there, but because people don't, people either don't feel comfortable talking about. It, like I said earlier, people don't have the spaces to talk about it. You just walk around and you just never assume. So that's why this is such a big deal. Uh, uh, Simone Biles is one of the most accomplished athletes of all time, and yet she still has mental health issues, which makes her relatable to people. But now she's getting criticized because she took a mental health break. Same thing with Naomi. Naomi has had so much success at such a young age. She's at the top of the game. She has all these endorsements. She still has mental health issues or she still has gone through things that have impacted her or people close to her. I don't know if y'all watched it, but you need to. Her new documentary on Netflix. Yeah, I saw that. I think, I think it was the second episode it was the episode when they talk about when Kobe passed and how obviously we all know how that, how that kind of shifted everything last year. The, the camera, or I guess it was her recording herself and she's crying and her back screen on her phone was her and Kobe and she's crying. And she didn't say anything for like a couple of minutes. And then she started talking about how much she missed Kobe. And it was just like that, just like, that pause of just not saying anything, but recognizing the severity of something, it made me realize, I was like, yo, mental health doesn't care. It's like, it's like, a, it's, it's like a, a sickness. You think COVID care about any of us right now? You think COVID <laughs> care about anything we got going on? No, and look at all the hoopla behind COVID. So it's like with mental health, mental health has always been a thing, you know what I mean, since before we were here. But it's just like people are starting to pay attention. And so for me, I get excited when athletes are starting to come out. And I'm just waiting for more athletes to come out because I know 
personally, mental health is a very serious thing. I take, I take care of myself so I can help other people around me. But it's important to acknowledge that just because you have a mental health issue or you may have like a mental health disorder, that doesn't, it's not like you shouldn't treat anybody different. You shouldn't speak negatively about anybody. You shouldn't judge anybody, especially if you couldn't handle what they went through. Don't say anything. Just support people, listen, but don't judge, don't criticize because everybody handles stuff differently. So I feel like, yeah, go ahead. That's my issue. My issues with sports media. Again, Shane, you're going to chime in on this too. White sports media outlets piss me the fuck off, right? Because mm-hmm. I think last year in the bubble, Paul George was saying how he couldn't perform his best because, you know, you're living in a confined space and it yeah. fucked with his mental. He, he wasn't used to that. He couldn't see his family. I think it was like a couple years back. I don't know if it was a couple years back, but K-Love comes out about his yeah. mental health. That was huge too, yeah. But everybody shows him love. Everybody's like, oh, we're here for you. We want the best for you. But as soon as a minority athlete does it, it's, oh, some Simone Biles to speak. Oh, she's not mentally tough. She's not there. Uh, what would COVID, like, why are you doing these comparisons? Like this woman just trained in a pandemic. She's, she does the most difficult tricks that judges don't even know how to like judge her at this at point. At a score, yes. Like, right. She, I think she battled kidney stones too. Like who the hell are you to say that she's not mentally tough? Exactly. So I feel like it's it's a standard for minority athletes and like sports outlets. And that's what pisses me off to see stupid ass tweets like that. Then you have journalists trying to bully Naomi. I'm like, who the hell do y'all think y'all are? Y'all have no place to speak on any of this. You guys don't compete at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Half of you guys probably never even played sports. You just have some type of connections to the to sports outlets. Right. They're fans. Right. They're and fans. They were never they were they were never good enough. They never got their abilities, their skills validated. That's mm-hmm. all it is. That's all it is. Look, like, let's be honest here. You see former athletes stay involved in the games that they played. You don't, mm-hmm. We don't ever see anybody go be a fucking journalist. They, <laughs> they coach. They coach. They work in front offices. They go be trainers. Some guys, I've seen guys get into officiating. I don't see any of them picking up a pen and paper and doing uh, fucking sports reporting. Some, some like, do, but the people who I'm do sure it, there are. I'm, I'm for sure. No, no, no. I, I, and I, and I, I agree with you 100%, which is why I feel like it would be so dope to have just former athletes continue to be make that a push. But it's like the people who do do it, it's just like it's really, really rare. Or like right. it's a really, really, really big name. And that's the problem. It's just like, okay, if there's one big person, we don't have to have a whole lot of them because it just makes up for it. So you're absolutely right. And that's the thing too. It's like, we see how fans been acting. Fans over here, throwing, what, last season when they were throwing throwing stuff at players like consistently. You remember that? Mm-hmm. That whole stretch, it was like, what, like, what are y'all doing? Right. What are you, but yeah. then if the athlete reacts. The athlete's oh, a Athlete can't he can't regulate his emotions. So then that's the other thing. So then another thing it's kind of going into, and another uh, documentary y'all should check out if you have it is, uh, did you guys see Athlete A mm-hmm. on Netflix? That on? Netflix, and it, it was the whole um, U.S. gymnastics scandal, and the mm. whole a whole probably like eight. I think it was like eight episodes or something like that. But they document that. So then on top of that, Simone is a sexual assault survivor. 
Right. But it's not until it's super, super, oh, I could even fathom it. Now mm-hmm. therapy makes sense. Now talking to somebody makes sense. But if somebody's just having a just a bad day and they're like, man, I'm not feeling it today. Oh, you weak. Oh, you don't want it. Oh, you don't want to be. You, you're not as committed as you want to be. Oh, it's all in your head. And then you just like completely discredit stuff. And that's why the culture is reactive versus preventative. And that's that's why we get all these out of the blue sports stories every now and then is because there's no consistency. So we just wait and wait and wait and wait. And then boom, something big happens. Everybody reacts and then we go back. Wait, wait, wait. Something big happens. Oh, boom. And then it's just a constant cycle. And that's the, that's the unfortunate thing. But I think now with the way everything's been happening, I hope they make the, the necessary changes that they need to make. Right. Right. Because athletes are humans. Right. That was a conversation I had yesterday with somebody where it's like, you know, there's that almost toxic um, attitude in athletics where it's always push through, push through, push through, right? Like, exactly. I think we've all played sports. We all have had coaches like that. And I, my first thought when Simone pulled out was it was that she did it on her own volition was like, good for her. Because yeah. I've seen so many instances with, you know, any type of athlete, high level athlete, professional athlete, like, where they don't have, they don't even have somebody that, that's aware enough to stop them from, save them from themselves when they need a break. Yeah. You know, like, and like that's where, like, when I, as I've gotten into coaching, like, I know, again, nowhere near the level of athlete, you know, I was a high school athlete, but I'm banged up at 30 because of I played through stuff that I probably shouldn't have, like yeah. on a physical end. So now, me as a coach, like, I, I'm, that's one of my biggest things where it's like, no, like, we're going to get that checked out. We're going to yeah. make sure you're good to go. And a medical professional is going to say, nope, you're clear to go before I let you get back on that floor. Like, because your health and your overall wellness, like, like life's going to go on after the game at some point, whether that's Absolutely. when you graduate high school, when you graduate from college or when you hang them, hang them up and you don't get, you're done getting yeah, a paycheck. Right? Like, yeah. And, and athletes, when they're in the zone and they're training and they're, and they're, and they're laser focused, they, that, that goes out the window and, and need more people around them. That, that know when to stop, save them from themselves and also encourage them to, and allow them to have the platform to be like, yo, like, I, I, I don't have it today. We're like, yeah. you know, I, I just, this is, you know, I, I think we've seen, I think basketball has been a little bit at the forefront of it, you know, even on a, the load management thing, like from a physical yeah. standpoint and a mental, like, so it's getting better for sure. And hopefully it just keeps, you know, as we, I, it's one of those things, it's a generational thing as, as we get smarter and we learn yeah, more, of course. our generation takes over and, pushes the old stuff out and that's we'll make the, that, that progress and that's the thing it's just like somebody like if you make it a priority or like a non-negotiable that's how you influence the entire like you said like the culture and the change right. and everything if if getting your mental health was a priority just like showing up for training is right these are these are totally com- different conversations we would be having right 100 and as you guys know, especially because we all played at like different levels, when it comes to certain things, if you have, a, let's say like if we're doing like football, if you have like a 10 plus week season and each season matters and you want to physically get to every single season or get through every single game in the season, you're going to go to the ice bath, you're going to go see the trainer 
do some, you know, your rehab stuff if you're injured. Where do athletes go for the mental stuff? So it's typically some places who have the resources, they have someone on staff or whatever. Most cases, mm -hmm. athletes have to do it on their own. So it's like, okay, cool, I get that. But if you're trying to be an elite contender, that should be the first thing on the list. Right. Plain and simple. And it's not just like, oh, mental health, like this mental health priority um, doctor is more important than the athletic trainer. No, but if you keep everybody on the same thing, on the same level, you, but you implement the piece that's been missing, imagine where sports would have been if there was a mental health or mental performance prof professional or professionals implemented when sport first started. Just think, just think about that. Think about the impact of college football, the Olympics, all this stuff. All this stuff is only a big deal because it's never been done before because the stigma that was attacked. All of a sudden, if you have a negative day, or if you have a family member or someone who's close to you, someone passes away, all of a sudden that totally knocks out your physical, you know, performance. Right. No, it's just I'm upset about X, Y, and Z. That you know what I mean? Like if I gotta right. go on the field or go on the sport, I can still perform, but and, and the problem there is, is that stuff gets romanticized because you have these stories of guys and exactly. girls that have stepped up in that moment and they perform out of their minds. Because some people, that is that is their outlet in that moment. Like Absolutely. when Brett Favre's dad died, like he went out and he threw six touchdowns. Uh, that was the like, first thing that I was thinking about. But like the problem is, is then people expect like that's how everybody should react. Exactly. And that's not like – and that's just that's <laughs> just a crazy way to just view life that like everybody could go out on Monday Night Football and throw, and six, throw six touchdowns, touchdowns. twenty four hours after their dad died. Like that's not. And then that was my no, most people thing. would be be like, I can't. I'm not suiting up tonight. Like, and that was the know, thing. Like, so when Kobe passed, Kyrie walked out. So like this isn't new of you know athletes taking right. you know but but think about that. Kobe passed away, shocked the shocked the world. Not just you know sports world, shocked the right. world. And then people were like. Ah, okay, Kobe pass. All right, yeah. All right, so Kobe pass, you get a pass. You know what I mean? Take care of your mental health. But if it's like anybody else, all of a sudden it doesn't matter. Nah, man, you got to be there. If you if you really care for the team, you'd be there. Death is death. And that's just yeah. one fraction of the mental health, uh, you know. And, and that and that comes down to team cultures and all and too of like culture, yeah. of like you know you be, sometimes you being there for your team or benefiting your team is you being where you need to be right now taking care of you and like you know and that's a new age way of thinking I think or more you know a new school line of thinking versus old school coaches that would be like gotta be there no, no like what. you got to yeah. be there no matter what like now we you know the program I'm with like if, if you're physically hurt like you you're still expected to be at things because we're building a culture like you're not. We're not putting yeah. you out on the floor because your ankle's in a boot, but like you're going to be at practice and you're going to be a part of the motivate. Culture, but like, and that, and that like should, that, that's completely different. Like, exactly. That's, that's the, that's the difference. But if somebody passes away, right. You, oh, that can, go be with your family. You 100%. know what I mean? But right. that's where we're like starting to teeter. And I don't know, before we move on, I don't know if you guys saw it um, because it happened a while ago, but um, 
I think when he was still with the Panthers, this is what it was one of my all time favorite clips because we watched it in school. Because like we watched stuff like this when I got uh, when I was in school for sports psychology at W. There was um what is it Devin Funches? I think it was when he was a rookie. It was either like a rookie or he was like his first year in the NFL. But he was with the Panthers, and during one of the practices, this is recorded now. So this is like what the what the fuck I'm talking about. This was recorded. He like he like did a drill, messed up, and the coach like you know gets on him like come on yo you gotta catch the blah blah blah. But he snaps and yells at the coach or I guess it was his like receiver position coach. So then the head coach, Ron Rivera comes over and talks to him and he's like, man, what's going on? And he was like, man, he was like, man, I want to be here, blah, blah. You know, that's not me, blah, blah. He was like, all right, talk to me. And he goes, he was like, man, he's like, I'm just, he was like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not in the, the right headspace. And I think like the morning of, or the night before that practice, I think his cousin or family friend was like murdered or something like that, like killed, some, somehow killed, I forget how. So then it was like, he was talking about it. And so his coach was like, he was like, yeah, he was like, he was like, I heard, he was like, I heard the news. He was like, I know it's a lot. He was like, I know how much your family mean, blah, blah, blah. So then the athlete, the Devin Punch is crying in the middle of practice with the, the head coach. And he's like, I know that's not who you really are, blah, blah, blah. And they were like talking about it. And then he was like, they were talking, then you know the clip is over because it's like two minutes. And I was like, I was like, are you serious? I was like, I was like, there's no way that whole interaction just happened. It was like, all right, yeah, all right. But after practice, and I was like, this, I was like, once again, I was like, this is what people are talking about. Like, it doesn't have a time frame. Like, nobody, like, if you said last year in like January, if the you know the government was like, hey guys. In August, we're going to have a pandemic. These next eight months, get your shit together, get your supplies, because when we when we hit this pandemic, it is going to be a fucking shit show. People would have been panicking, but people would be like, all right, well, when August comes, we got to do whatever we got to do to get in place and all that. But we all got caught lacking. COVID came up out the blue, and we're still dealing with it now to this day. So it's like, this is what we're talking about, but it's like, it took a global pandemic. It took, you know, Black Lives Matter and all the social justice stuff, all the other international strategies that are happening, but we're all stuck at home and people are starting to be like, you know what, maybe mental health is important. Maybe mental health or mental well-being and talking about your feelings isn't a weakness like we all thought it was generations and generations ago right. so then now for me especially because we're all males here if you're not talking about your feelings this is my standard if you're not talking about your feelings you're doing yourself a disservice so now when you right. flip the script like that all of a sudden it's it's still okay to talk about your sin but if you're not talking about it, you're doing yourself a disservice and that's that's where i stand talk about your feelings project yeah i mean i've always i've always rationalized it this way like with like talking to friends about going to therapy and all my from my own experiences if your knees fucked up you go to the orthopedic doctor if your ticker if your ticker's thrown off you go to the cardiologist if your mental's fucked up why aren't you going to the doc and doing something about it it's the same thing. 
It's the same. It's, a, it's that simple. It's all right. attached to your body. Right. Thank you, Shay. And that's the <laughs> thing, right? Because it makes sense when your physical is messed up, but then when your mental is messed up, all of a sudden you can figure it out on your own. Some people right. do. That's, sure. that's right. fact. I think but some people don't. A lot of people don't realize that their mental is fucked up. And that's the like, oh, well, hey, well, I don't really it's believe whatever. in all that depression shit or I don't yeah. really believe in that anxiety shit. It's whatever. It should just happen. But the whole time they're going through a crisis. And so mm-hmm. they just used to, they I mean, it's like in the black it. community, mm-hmm. you just used to just being like, oh, well, uh, that's just shit happens. Or I don't want to really want to put salt on, on Christians, but like a lot of times you say, pray it away. And that doesn't do a lot of hey. like concrete. Pre- no, actually, I mean, you know what I'm trying to say. But. No, I, I, I get it. Because I'm yeah. going to tell you like this, Pache, going back to the whole W thing. You know how many times I talk to God? Okay. No idea. Did I, I talk every day. Did I get back on the team? Nope. No. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying God didn't come through, but I'm saying I was, I was like, <laughs> No, nah, I'm good. If you ask me, no, nah, I'm good. I wasn't right. good. I wasn't yeah. good, Shay. Every time we talk, I wasn't good. You know what I mean? I wasn't. I was lying yeah. to myself, but I was lying to others to keep up this image that, oh, no, nah, Mike, you know what I'm saying? We're going to bounce back. It's comeback season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? God, God just tested me on how bad I really wanted it. I did everything I could to come back, and I did right. But I prayed, but that's like to Charles' mm-hmm. credit. Black people, we love to pray, and there's nothing wrong with prayer, but do right. the work as well. That's, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Right. So you got a lot of people forget up. faith, but they don't say all the time, faith without works is dead. Yeah. So you gotta put. Know. You can't just put it all on God. I know they say the battle, the battle is not yours; it's the Lord's. But you gotta put some salt in the game too. Yeah. You can't just say like, "Ooh, Lord Jesus yeah. got me. I got. I ain't gotta worry." About it. <laughs> exactly. No, you gotta worry about it. And that's why I'm glad. Real. I'm glad, Shay, you did that check-in because that's the thing. I, we, uh, you hit me up 24 hours ago. Yo, you, you ready to do this podcast? We went back and forth. I was like, let's go. If something happened today and then somebody takes the time to say, hey, Mike, check it in. Are you good? If I was in a safe space, I'd be like, no, nah, actually, I'm not fucking good. Nothing mm-hmm. not to knock on y'all. Yeah. I'm not good. But I'm in a safe space to talk to you guys about it to get support. Imagine yeah. that. Imagine th- therapy or counseling or mental health or whatever is being in, not the only thing, but one of the thing is being in a comfortable space to talk about what's bothering you. Somehow, some way that got construed as weakness for mm-hmm. years, and generations, and culture after culture. Don't bring, and then especially in sport, we always be saying that shit. Don't bring that weak shit in here. You got to have a certain <laughs> mindset. And you absolutely do. But dog i'm not good right i'm not good and one of the one of the things that really shook me was the last dance uh documentary and jordan won the championship and his dad died that boy collapsed in the locker room had all them cameras in there what the night night after his dad died mm-hmm. it was a night yeah. after yeah night after then you got like you said shay you got media oh hey jordan <laughs> Was this for your dad? Right. Like what? Don't oh, <laughs> so be shoving this, cameras in my fucking face. You know what I mean? Hold on. It's like the stupid shit like that. Well, what was the? I mean, and just real quick, 
recently yeah. was somebody the fucking reporter asked one of the players if their mom was still alive, like out the blue. When yes. the Olympic, like, <laughs> Javel McGee, yeah. And Javel's like, what? Yeah, Javel. Where do y'all come up with some of this shit that you ask these guys? And I'm just doing my job. I hate I hate that defense from sports media, by the way. Not to get like out off no, topic. That, but that's but, like, that, hey, I'm just doing my job. Use your <laughs> fucking head. They didn't tell if you you're, to ask people personal shit like that. Like because real reporters who actually have rapport and like you know right a relationship with people, people who are doing their job know how to do their job skillfully. So if right. I asked you, just like how I asked when I did the the whole raise your hand, I said if you're comfortable, because if you're not, you don't have to. Raise your hand if you went through something. Everybody raise their hand. If you're a reporter, just ask the question before you ask your question. So if you were like to that player, it was like, hey, man, he was like, do you mind if I talk about your family? If the athlete says yes, still tread water, you know what I mean, for what you're going to say. If they say no, they say no. But we got to be, or the reporters, some of them like to just be rude. Oh, no, I'm just doing my job. I'm going to be yeah. a dickhead, but I'm just doing my job. Right, and that's and like the that, human and that's, component out of it. I, I think that's the biggest thing anymore, because right there, there are so many talented, really good, the really good sports reporters that we yeah. all know, and everybody loves respect. There's just so many bad ones lately, and and everybody mm-hmm. has a platform these days because of Twitter and and everything that you see yeah. all those bad takes that you just get so fed up with hearing anybody's take on 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 a, on certain topics because you just like you, you don't know what you're talking about, like. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm good. All right, Shay, I'm good. I'm I'm fired up, but I'm good. We can no, go on you to good. You know, you good. Any more topic. questions? Because I was just really about to transition into. I know you um had started your um your little brand hype. You know, I'll be seeing oh, it on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, oh, yeah. Got, go ahead, go ahead. Tell the people oh, that yeah. real quick. <laughs> so I mean, so like real talk, like I, everything we talked about is like really what led up to it. But like that night, Shay, I'm telling you, twenty. September, like yo, 12th, 2015. Yeah, I never yeah. I never forgot. Yeah. That Not was much. the turning point for where I got. And that's literally like the foundation of why I made hype. Cause mm-hmm. I lost all that. So I lost all that, but then like everything that got me there was about the hype. And so for me, for those for y'all who don't know, I made my life coaching, life coaching and consulting business called Hype Consultant. Um you can follow me on Twitter and social media, but we'll get all that uh, at the end. But I made my stuff. So the life coaching stuff really came because my mom used to do life coaching. So like she kind of introduced it to me at a young age. And then she actually introduced me to sports psychology, which is how I got to WU. But it was like life coaching was a way for me to help individuals, you know, accomplish their goals and dreams in life and help them, you know, in get through any obstacles that they're going through but it allowed me to do it in a way that wasn't clinically based just because I wasn't done school yet so when I started hype I started it dang two years two years ago I think no I think I did last year like yeah like last year Cinco de Mayo is when I dropped the website and I was like yo I don't really know how I'm gonna drop a life coaching service in the middle of a pandemic but I was like let's let's just see what happens and I've been very fortunate to work with a couple of people and I'm actually working with my man's now who plays in the league. So I'm very, very fortunate. But for me, the life coaching, it was just like, people are struggling. So like, I already knew that. Um, And I knew that I offer a very unique, you know, personality, connection, expertise, and just like a energy. 
And I felt that it was something that even though I'm really young, I offer a lot to a whole variety of people. And I really wanted to tap into that. So for me, the hype really came from, you know, losing my identity with football, but doing well in school, you know, moving across the country, uh, all my work history, my academic history, everything I've really done is just because I set myself at a high standard and I just enjoy the process of getting there. For me, I just like giving back and helping people who have potential, but they can't recognize it. And then we tap into those skills of, you know, being confident, um, being productive, talking positively about yourself and helping people accomplish their own personal accomplishments. Because, you know, everybody, success looks different to everybody. So now for me, you know, like I said, I graduated. So I have my master's in counseling and I'm about to start the process. In two years, I'll have my license to be an, uh, what is it? Licensed mental health counselor. And, you know, I'm going to start working like with people like in therapy and stuff like that. So that from a clinical standpoint, uh, standpoint, that's my career. Um, and then just like, you know, the offset services is just like personal development stuff, like just making people be better people. That's really it. Do you have like an ultimate goal of where you want to be? Do you want to work around like sports or just like this base for like everybody? Yeah, so that, I, I've been thinking about that actually like these last like couple of months, especially after I graduated. I definitely still want to stay in sport, obviously, right? Um, and just like any anything that has to do with high performance, because that just like, you know what I mean? Like that sport can be business. It can be, you know, academics, whatever. Uh, anything that's hype, I'll be honest. Anything that has good energy, high expectations, um, you know, positive, positive, you know, aura around it. That's something I, I feel like I can add value to. And then honestly, it's just working with, you know, the top athletes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we see all these stories and it's like, yo, I can do that because, and on top of that, because it's not being seen, I'm like, shoot, I'll do it. Plain and simple. You know what I mean? Like you see all these athletes come out and be vulnerable it's like, yo, who, who's now, obviously some athletes have reached out to people, which is why I always give credit where credit is due. Some athletes absolutely take advantage of it, but some just either don't have access or they don't know who, or they might've had like a bad, uh, what is it? Bad re relationship previously, or, you know, whatever the case may be, but like definitely just staying in like the high performance room. Got you. Got you. Okay. Any other question? I mean, I pretty much know because you. I mean, I remember when yeah, you said right. we were gonna this. I've been on top of it. Um, any y'all nice. got questions for? Him? Damn, all y'all mute. No, because <laughs> he's he's talking. I didn't want to interrupt. Um, no, I don't. I don't really have questions. I think. I mean, Mike, Mike, and I talked uh, a month ago. Three weeks. Yeah, ago. almost. Almost. Yeah, it's almost a month ago. Yeah, we got we got lunch and and we kind of just talked. So we actually did talk about the incident for a little bit. And you know, I'm kind of glad that we all kind of made it to the the other side of the the situation. Even though I wasn't really, really in the situation like that, but like seeing all of you kind of make it to the other end of the tunnel um, is good. But it, I, I do think at some point. 
a conversation has to be had with the other guys as well, just to check in, you know, to see like, mm-hmm. hey, like, how are y'all like managing the situation? Because not only was it physically traumatic, it was also very emotionally and mentally traumatic. Yeah, so, um, and to talk about like everything you said, man, like, I mean, you and I already talk about this quite often and we also kind of want to do projects about mental health and stuff like that. So I don't really have a lot to say about this because we already mm. have said a lot personally. But yeah, I mean, like Shane said, if you're having a headache, you know, you get some Advil. And if you have a broken leg, you go see a, you know, a guy for it. So if you have something going on mentally, you should see someone. Um, I joke about therapy on the timeline because I think I've had people tell me that the jokes made it easier for them to talk about therapy. So I'm going to keep joking about it and claiming that I'm snitching on y'all, even though I really do snitch on (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Like, I'm not going to stop that. And I think it's it's important to create that environment for that and, and kind of make it easy to talk about. Because I think if we integrate it into other parts of our life, like how we joke about sports and how we joke about movies and music, then it becomes like a normal thing. It, it, it gets normalized. Which exactly. I, I hate that word because it's overused. But it gets normalized, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with everything you've said so far. I really do hope that therapy becomes a norm in our society. And even if not everyone can afford therapy, you know, like just having a conversation with people about how you feel every day is very, very important. And you've you feel a shift, you know, you should, you should feel comfortable enough saying, Hey, I don't know. I don't feel my best today. You know, and, and, and it not be weird. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I have to add to that. And I appreciate, you know, both your professional and personal touch to this conversation, because I think it's important to really, to really explore, explore that. So I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Anybody else? No, Charles. Maybe you. No, but no, nah, I, I do appreciate you coming on. Yeah, that that sat on my mind, and I was like, man, Mike would be perfect for this. Let me hit him up real quick, and we'll talk about <laughs> it. Because um, I know we we started off rocky, so but we're in a good place here. So, and especially yeah. as men, we don't. It's just, you're not supposed to talk about our feelings, like you said. Um, you know what I mean? Like, like all that, said, all that, yeah. all that, all that shit goes out the window. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 all that shit goes out the window, man. I don't care how tough you are, some shit's gonna break you. <laughs> like at the end of Fact. the day, like, and I felt like for us, it's like, like Nate said, it's like, yo, that shit was six going on six and a half years ago now. The anniversary shit is almost coming up in September. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow, we we talk about it every year. Like nobody forgets. Everybody can replay that night. It's yeah, you know what I mean. It's and, it's, yeah. and it's and it's one of those things that it's like it was life changing, but it was like talking talking about it and doing the work like is the only way you can get through it. Because imagine if six years later. You still hot about that whole situation. You still harbor negative feelings and thoughts and you know relationships about it. Shit is not healthy. Mm-hmm. It's right. not healthy. You have every right to be angry, but if you're not doing the work to you know unpack it, cope with it, accept it, move on from it, grow from it, that shit will yeah. haunt you. Shit yeah. will haunt you. 
mean? So I appreciate y'all, boys. I appreciate y'all bringing me back. Um, appreciate you, know, you for coming on. That's the shit. That's the shit, man. That's the juicy stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, before we we do go, um, we do like to do. Uh, I don't even know if y'all got picks. We call it Pick of the Week. It could be anything. It could be book, music, a TV mm-hmm. show, whatever you're watching, whatever you want to tell the people to go check out that you mm-hmm. are currently into. Um, I want to do that real quick. Um, I will start with, I guess, Shane. Got pick of week. Head, he doesn't have a pick of the week. <laughs> I don't have one. I don't, I don't have, have one this one. week. No, I don't. Okay. Charlie Boy, you got one? Um. Bri and I just discovered the show 60 Days, 60 days In. That's yeah. What's that? That's that stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Basically, these people sign up to go to jail for 60 days <laughs> for no reason. Are they white for, people? Like, there's no credit. No, are, are they white people? The, the majority. Is, Shame. Not it. There's, on. Always, there's always one. Hey, there's always <laughs> one black. One black yeah, or, bla- <laughs> or black man or black woman, Nate. I can't even go out. Like, <laughs> one of the my majority, favorite seasons, there is a black dude. I was trying to get Shane but, to yeah, defend there's it. There's no cash. From <laughs> what? <laughs> what is your defense? Not willingly put myself in jail. Anything. You just you just sign up to go to jail for two months. <laughs> what is it on? See what, what it's like. What, what is it on? Who, is on who, a, who has AME? like five seasons? For AMC? Yeah. Oh, AMC, okay. Yeah. Okay. If you got Hulu, right. I think they got like five seasons on it. Got you. That's fucking what, what about What about you, Nate? What you got? What's your pick of the week? Uh, My pick of the week is actually uh, Dave's album. It's it's a beautiful um, piece of music. Did I take your pick of the week? Oh, sorry, I took your pick of the week. Um, no, it's Dave's album. It's it's only ten songs, eleven songs, something like that. It's an hour long, but it's very it's packed with a lot of information. He touches on a lot of different topics, from depression to all kinds of mental health issues, while also touching on being an immigrant in the UK and how his mom was treated during their stay also touches on being a young man and being in a relationship and being that famous and having to deal with, you know, all the temptations that come with that. And also spans to talking about the Windrush generation, which I think is a very good topic that people should learn about. Um, Basically the UK after world war two, um, invited Jamaicans to move to the UK to help them build the country back up and they stamped their passports indefinitely. And now they're deporting the same Jamaicans who came to help them build the country, which is fucked up. Um, but you know, the UK has such good branding when it comes to racism that no one, <laughs> no one talks about as much as they talk about America, but yeah, it's a really, really good album. I think everyone should, you know, give it a spin. Um, I know a lot of people have issues with listening to UK artists because of the accents, but I promise this kid enunciates his words really well. You can hear exactly what he's saying. And the, just the music behind it is just, it's amazing. I'm, I'm working on a project with my, my best friend who lives in London. And we're working on a music project and we're, we're actually going to do one of his albums for the project. And I can't wait to discuss it because I think it's not even about the raps. It's just about the music behind the raps. That's like really, really good. So Dave's album is my my pick of the week. Go ahead, Pasha. But Pasha, what's your favorite song on the album? Man, I think I really like the pro- production on um in the fire. That's that's my song. 
so far. It might change. It might change. You know, I'll give it a few more listens. It might completely change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's my pick of the week? Oh, man. Come back to me. I'm going to get you. I'm going to start. I'm going to go to Mike. Come back to me. <laughs> so, for me, um, just to keep the momentum going with, like, I guess, like, athletes and mental health. So, on Netflix, uh, Naomi Osaka is the name of her. It's a three-episode series, so it's very quick. So, Naomi Osaka on Netflix. Athlete A on Netflix. That's the sexual... Uh, scandal of the USA Gymnastics um, and was this it? No. Some note, there's, uh, there's this dope figure skating spinning out. I think it's called spinning out and it's this TV show about this uh, figure skater. I think she, su- she suffers with like substance abuse or something like that, but she's like a dope ass figure skater, but she has like, you know, off the, off the ice issues and stuff like that. So that's how I definitely have like, not only just like, you know, committed my life to, you know, mental health, but it's like having different projects like that definitely just has like expanded my mind informed me on a whole bunch of different issues so spinning out on netflix athlete day on netflix and naomi osaka on netflix um yeah man i think i'm gonna do two actually i think i'm gonna it's not gonna be a pick it's gonna be more of a challenge i guess like for whoever listens to this um just you know do your research on shit um Mm -hmm. because we do have a lot of people just speaking out on shit they don't know um, so do your research on mental health just make sure you know what the hell you're talking about right um and then i guess my pick of the week would be young blues album um i really liked it um i didn't expect him to be the artist he's starting to become um this new album i thought was great um so yeah check that out i appreciate y'all bro Oh, thank you. No, for we appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, Let me know when we're running it back. Hopefully, you will know, be on top of the world. You'll be on top of the world. Hey, next time it's coming. Know, it's coming. It's coming soon, <laughs> man. Don't worry about all that. Man. But I appreciate <laughs> you. Got nothing faith, man. Um, we think we appreciate to everybody who listened. Uh, this is another episode. Sorry, it wasn't as juicy, but it was informative. So. No, until we, until until next time. Until next time. Next, next, time. next week, oh, yeah. tell us about his hoes. We'll be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. 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 Peace. 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 All right, y'all.